You're listening to the What's Right Show. Sam Rajofsky here, proud Nevadan convert and Nevada's favorite recovering Californian, like many of you, going down that path one day at a time. Uh, friends, good to be with you. I I have neglected this story for uh, a little while, and I so I want to get to it in full force today. Because it's an important story, and I think it illustrates what I'm getting at here when I say that I think the FBI is out of control. Now, every time I say that, I get the angry emails from some of you listening saying, you know, this is law enforcement. You're supposed to be pro-law enforcement, Sam. And really what you don't like about the FBI is that they're investigating high crimes, treasons, and the like perpetrated by Donaldus Maximus. And, uh, and you don't like that because you don't like how the cookie crumbles when it's your guy, you know, getting investigated. And I, I need to push back on this because this is not, not, the, it's not it. And I need to start with, before I get into the most recent uh, miscarriage of, of justice perpetrated by the FBI and this relating to the uh, SWAT arrest takedown of a pro-life activist named Mark Hawk. Uh, I want to, Hawk, excuse me, is how they pronounce how he pronounces it. I want to, um, I want to step back and, and explain my position on this really comes from my experience as an attorney. You know, I have, you know, I have uh, worked on, litigated a number of police abuse cases. I will say as a caveat, none against the FBI. And there is uh, a trend, by the way, that I can see that some commonality between all of the cases I've, I've worked on, and there have been several. When I get involved, by the way, in a police excessive court uh, uh, force case, I'm getting involved because someone's dead. It's usually the situation. So I'm, it's a police shooting. It's some, something egregious has occurred. And the thing that strikes me about these cases is that they didn't occur just in the moment in a vacuum typically. And that most of the cases that get national attention are actually not the most egregious cases that occur. What I mean by this is Certainly, certain cases get attention because of racial issues, and I don't want to get into that here in this show. That's not what this is all about. But there are plenty of of cases out there, situations out there where the police uh, make mistakes, big mistakes, and sometimes they're not even mistakes. What I mean by that is there are departments. I found it. usually I'll say this usually in small places and, and areas where there's not a lot of oversight, but it can happen in big cities too, where a culture develops that glorifies the power that that police department has, that those police officers have, 
and a culture where they, in fact, celebrate getting bad guys, no matter what the cost. Now, who's a bad guy? That's a question, right? Because as a lawyer, for me, a bad guy is somebody who is proven to be a lawbreaker in a court of law. There's due process. There's evidence introduced according to longstanding rules. And a judge is a trier of law. Jury is a trier of fact. Come together to make a decision, right? The judge informs the jury what the law is, and the jury decides if the facts of the case as presented by both sides warrant a conviction or not. Is that system perfect, by the way? No, it's not. But is it the best thing we've got? Absolutely. And does it beat the decision of a few police officers who will get together and say, we got to get this guy and DA keeps letting him off. And uh, yeah, we're going (laughs) to, let's just, let's find a reason to just take him out. Now that is not normal. Does not always happen, but it happens. And I can vouch for that personally because I've been in those depositions and I've, I've seen the evidence. And by the way, these cases typically get settled once the stuff starts to come out. Obviously, the county opens its checkbook and wants it all to go away. And typically, the victims, my clients, want, you know, want, want to resolve it as well. So these are, these are heartbreaking cases. And I'm limited in what I can say about them because of confidentiality rules, but I can tell you generally that this, what I'm telling you is absolutely a thousand percent true. So then applying this to a very large law enforcement department like the FBI, I can tell you a couple of things observing what is going on in our country and seeing how they're operating and use some of my experience in seeing what leads to abuses in policing and seeing if that there's any correlation to the, to the, to the department of the FBI, the the organization as it stands now. I will tell you that from what everything that I'm reading and I'm seeing, there is definitely and beyond a shadow of a doubt, a culture within the FBI where they select targets based on who they think the bad guy is. See, it's not supposed to work this way. You're supposed to get a tip. You're supposed to operate on that tip. You're supposed to go after all targets, regardless of whether you think they're, they're fine to get a pass or not. In a kind of a big picture way, The fact of the matter is that the FBI never took any serious interest in the Clintons and their various basically fraudulent enterprises masquerading as a global charity initiative, bribery scandals. Remember, we had an FBI director that let Ms. Clinton off, just exonerated her. Yeah, nothing to see here, folks. Yes, we had investigated, but, you know, uh, yeah, there were some, some... instances where this was thousands you know of instances but you know what in the interests of decency and whatnot we're, we're closing the file while at the same time pursuing trump selective targeting and selective prosecution is the one way to guarantee an unequal application and result in law there's a law and you Use it only to persecute people you don't like who you think are the bad guys 
to get them at all costs, you're not, you're not a law enforcement agent. You're not pursuing justice. You're a bully, plain and simple. Now, I don't want to talk about Trump today because that's not really what this is all about, in my view. I think this is a far greater problem than Trump. I think Trump just exposes this on a larger scale. And this, this story, right, of this, of this guy that was arrested, so Mark Houck, he's a father of seven, and he is a, a pastor and a, and a noted anti-abortion activist. Now, what, is, what does he do? What is, the, what is his, his uh, business? How does he go about this? Well, he, he drives for several hours every day to abortion clinics and, and attempts to counsel people who want to talk about the evils of abortion. He's exercising his First Amendment rights to do so. Now, he, at some point, uh, there was a, 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 um, an incident that occurred. There was this, um, a situation where, where Hauk was um, shoved. Well, let's, let's back up a little bit. His son was, was uh, he came with his son to one of these demonstrations. And a pro-abortion activist began hurling insults and saying some foul things to the, to the 12-year-old. Now, many of you are parents and grandparents, so you can imagine in that moment it gets a little bit dicey, right? The guy gets into the son's personal space, and Hauk apparently shoves the guy and, and pushes him away. You know, for us attorneys, I mean, looking at this, you, you practice criminal law, which I don't, but I'm you know, certainly familiar with it. This is a simple assault, right? There's no gross bodily harm. Uh, there's you know, no other thing. Is it, is it an arrestable offense? Yes. What, what is it today if this occurred? Uh, let's take the abortion issue out of it, right? You, you have a, um, a simple assault that occurs somewhere you know, here in downtown Las Vegas. What does that consist of? Uh, it's probably a sight and release. You might, you might go to jail for a few hours, but you're going to be out, no bail, and, and honestly, most of the time, if you've got no priors, that charge is going to be dropped. This is a very, very low-level charge. Now, I'm going to take a quick break because I want to come back and get into the meat of this because what ends up happening to him over a simple assault is where it gets infuriating. And it is where, in my view, the Justice Department, the FBI, is using its bias, its political viewpoint, to target people for very low-level offenses, in fact, knowing full well that these offenses are not even themselves that big of a deal, but in taking the full force of their might, of their power, to intimidate, bully, and scare people they don't like, that they've determined to be bad guys. So I'm going to get into this when we come back. Sam Rajovsky, The What's Right Show, continues in a moment. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com.
The What's Right Show, back and live from the entertainment capital of the world. That's right, beautiful, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Friends, uh, we're talking about the FBI. I'm rolling up my sleeves here to give my assessment of the situation. I think uh, it was some weeks ago where I called the FBI irredeemable. And I still believe that. In fact, I believe it more so now than I, I did when I said those words. Uh, and I, the more Biden, by the way, defends the FBI and uh, patronizes us and says, well, this doesn't really respect a storied institution, I cannot help but laugh at the irony of that statement. Because it wasn't that long ago that the left was crying about the FBI being a, uh, well, let's just say an, an, an organization with less than, uh, less than pristine record in the uh, Department of Civil Rights. Can I just remember, can I remind you, the harassing and spying of Martin Lu- on Martin Luther King? They got into all of his extramarital affairs. I think they broke some of that information to his wife and attempt to disrupt his marriage, sent a letter convincing MLK to try to kill himself, refused him gun permits, arguably, in some respects, leading to his assassination, targeting other activists and civil rights groups. This is in the 60s and 70s. Southern Christian leadership, the NAACP, targeted the anti-Vietnam War movement, the feminist movement, and let's not forget more recently, in the 90s, where they raided Waco. This was a a botched operation from top to bottom. Children died in it. 26 of them. Ruby Ridge, another example. And even more recently, labeling domestic terrorists, labeling parents as domestic terrorists, why? For because we went to school board meetings and complained? Are you kidding me? I mean, the list is the list is exhaustive of things the FBI has done that is uh, that that should disqualify it from existing. Now I'm going to get more into it later in the show because uh, finally some Republicans are really digging at it and 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 finding out, by the way, that that there is a concerted effort within the FBI to silence whistleblowers. People have come forward, of course, verifying some of these uh, these complaints, and then, then certainly uh, targeting anyone within the organization that has an opposing viewpoint. So this is uh, – and again, I mean, if it was – if workplace discrimination was a thing that a particular side cares about, I think the left would be one of those sides that would stand up for people being discriminated against in the workplace. But the fact of the matter is they only care about one kind of discrimination, and that's, you know, we conservatives don't fall into a protected class in the lexicon of liberalism. So here, going back to the Mark Houck story, Mark Houck, a uh, Catholic guy, uh, he's uh, in Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania, goes to uh, a clinic, I think it's a Planned Parenthood clinic in Pennsylvania, in the Philadelphia area, a counter protester, you know, uh, uh, I guess he's a, some kind of a, 
what do they call him, an escort. He's a volunteer that helps escort people into the clinic. Here, come on in, get an abortion. Let me get you through all these nasty religious Christian people that are, that are you know, protesting. So the, the guy gets into it with Hauk's young 12-year-old son who was there at the time, invaded the son's personal space is the allegation, uh, and Hauk pushes him away. And by the way, Philadelphia police... Before the FBI got involved, Philadelphia police investigated it. They got into it. Uh, the um, the pro- prosecutors in Philadelphia, though, declined to prosecute. Then the, I guess, the patient escort, the victim, quote unquote, in the in the case, filed a private criminal complaint, and it got thrown out because the guy repeatedly refused and failed to show up to court. So then only after all of that gets dismissed, you know, Hauk thinks it's over when suddenly, what is this, about a week and a half ago, they wake up to pounding on the door and there are all of these armed FBI agents, full-on tactical gear SWAT team going to arrest him for what is a simple assault. Now, the two counts of assault, by the way, are being charged now as a federal crime, which should see him up to 11 years in prison. The crime, of course, having to do with a, uh, a federal law that makes it a felony to injure, intimidate, or interfere uh, with anyone that seeks access to reproductive health care. Yes. So, you know, I, I can see already the debate on this. We need to protect. Okay. okay. And so what's – this is and – I, and I know this too because I've done a lot of reading about it. It is a known thing now that the pro-abortion activists in front of these clinics know that they need to provoke a physical confrontation. See, and they know that they'll never get charged with this federal crime because they're there to assist, quote-unquote, with the process. But anyone who's seeking to interfere with it, it's a one-sided law. They can be used and taken advantage of by one side. We got to look to see, producer Robbie. We got to look to see if any Republicans voted for this because if they did, um, we need to name and shame them. It's a terrible law, and I'm just look. I'm just looking at it as a lawyer. I see the loophole in it. <laughs> that, that's all I'm getting at. So this guy gets arrested, taken down with a SWAT team in front of his kids. Here's his wife describing the situation. It had to have been 20, 25, 30. I mean, uh, we have a large property. Um, my entire front yard, um, you could barely see it. It was covered with at least 15 um, big trucks and cars. And there were, uh, you know, like I said, 20, 25, 30 uh, men, women, uh, completely in jackets with shields and helmets and guns. And they were behind cars. It was um, it was crazy. And then she describes, of course, yeah, which is even more disturbing, uh, the kids, um, because a reporter asked her, "Well, how how are your kids doing?" You know, I have to ask, and this is heart wrenching. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to tell. The older ones, you, we can talk, we can cry. Um, we've you know we've had some counseling. Uh, we have more counseling to do, um, and the little ones, uh, they're scared. They're scared. There's a lot of crying and a lot of. Um, 
a lot of unrestful sleep. Uh, a lot of kids in our bed at night and in the morning. So setting aside the, the charges for a moment, the fact that they're going after this guy, which I think is overblown, the raid itself, the intimidation of force in front of his family, the degradation, it's all part of the process. This is what bullies do. This is not our chief law enforcement agency, premier law enforcement agency. These are bullies, plain and simple. Sam Rajovsky, what's right? We'll be back right after the news break here, bottom of the hour. See you in a moment. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit samandashlaw.com. Greetings, friends, conversationalists. This is the What's Right Show. Sam Rajovsky, your friend in these troubled times. Uh, grateful to be with you. Now, before uh, if before I get to the story of Mark Houck, the uh, speaker, Catholic minister who uh, was uh, arrested, taken down by the FBI, SWAT team raid in front of his kids at 6 a.m. in the morning, all over an alleged shove, a push, a simple assault in front of an abortion clinic, which, of course, the feds have put a Ah, what is this? Wait, you can get 11 years for this. Being charged with interfering with the administration of abortions. My gosh, absolutely bananas. Now, before we get to this, because there's a lot more here, and adding context to it, I think, is really important. I just want to mention, and very grateful for, uh, my partner, Ash Watkins. Sam and Ash, this is a firm that we... Uh, started here in Nevada three years ago. In fact, uh, in just a couple of weeks, we will be exactly at our three-year mark. Uh, and I can't tell you what an what an absolute joy it is working with the team that I, I get to work with every day. Uh, being a lawyer, uh, first off, uh, you know, we represent accident victims and we do it differently than the other guys because we're common sense people. Not every case, you know, we take, you know, we're very selective. We don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of shady stuff that happens in this town. I spoke about this a little bit yesterday on the program, and I will say this. Uh, it is a joy to have the, to be in a place where you really can pick and choose your clients, take the best of the best people out there, which you all are. You listen to this program. And so I just want to say that it is, uh, it's, it's really, it's really great working and doing this type of, of, of job where I'm able to help people get through a, a challenging time in their lives. And what a lot of good conservative folks like us don't understand unless they're in it is that if you get into an accident, the insurance company, you know what? They're big, they're corporate. They have every right economically to you know, look after their own self-interest but it's really important that we all understand that they are not going to look after your interest. And to get what's right, to get what's fair, not to gain an advantage or whatnot, but just to get what's right, you need to fight for it. And what you want to make sure is you have a lawyer on your side and a team on your side that uh, is not 
sleazy, is not um, abusive, <laughs> believe it or not, that happens, is not going to lie, make your case bigger than it is, but just go after what's what's right. And that's where our logo, our, our, our saying started when we first opened. We, we really, you know, saw and worked with lawyers that, you know, that didn't always act ethically. And so it's very important for us to be this way, but also very important for all of you to understand that the insurance company, they don't, they don't play, play fair either and do things that are right either. And left to their own devices, they will make you believe that you're just entitled to a few bucks and, and send you on your merry way. Meanwhile, uh, you have real expenses that later accrue and you don't see those coming. So at the very least, give us a call, 702-820-1234 if you or a loved one has been in an accident and we uh, are always here and we're ready to talk and happy to go over things with you and, and give you advice. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you need a lawyer and sometimes you don't, but it's always good to get legal advice at the beginning of an injury case to get some direction. And remember, Sam and Ash, your friends in these crazy times. Now, friends, uh, I back to the question of the FBI. I <laughs> I have a question to ask. And I, I genuinely so we have 25 people because this Mark Houck take down the SWAT team that was sent in. 25 people were sent to arrest a Christian family guy. He's got seven kids at 6 a.m. in the morning. I am sorry, when the country was burning in the wake of BLM terrorists running amok in our city, where the hell was the FBI? talk about federal crimes for a moment when white businesses were being targeted there's a a store in los angeles called kitson some of you might be familiar with the owner's social media he's been going public lately with some pretty extraordinary stuff uh, some of it consisting of how he was threatened and singled out during blm that he'd be taken down and and looted and burned because he was a white owned business Think the FBI helped him when he turned it over to them? I'm going to let you answer that question. But between you and me, I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with no. What about Epstein? Pedophile extraordinaire, complete open secret. Everyone knew in his circle, it now is patently obvious, it was all out in the open. And somehow the media tied it to a, a, a what was it, a, a Justice Department official end up in the Trump White House and made it a Trump story. The real story is, is that the FBI didn't do jack crap about Epstein for years. They'd rather go after January 6th grandmas that showed up, you know, wearing, you know, Trump paraphernalia. And their, you know, their cell phone and their, their uh, Facebook posts gave them away as being there. They'd rather take down grandma, who was at the Capitol on January 6th. They have no interest in, in, in real criminality. But it, again, it is selective investigation and selective prosecution. It's not even about the laws themselves, which, you know, of course, laws have to be have to be, you know, respected. 
But laws, in order to be respected, have to also be respectable. And how those laws are enforced in great part determines their respectability, no? What faith can we have if we're, if, if we're being singled out? If a certain group of people is being singled out? Now, Jim Jordan, who is a congressman in Ohio, is talking about FBI rooting out people of different opinions. And this is, um, is an interesting thing. Also talking about the, uh, the uh, question of whistleblowers, right? Because people have been coming forward in the FBI and saying, hey, there's these issues. Because I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, this is within meetings. They're declining to look into anything related to Biden and his meth head, crackhead son, Hunter, even though they have the evidence, everything that they would need to open a serious criminal investigation. But no, they don't do that. And meanwhile, they target people who within the organization have come forward to say that these, you know, these conversations are taking place and they're being shut down. A few weeks ago when I was on your show, we talked about the 14 whistleblowers, FBI agents who've come to our office. The very next day, the very next day, Merrick Garland sends that memo out saying, here are the rules if you're going to speak to Congress. It was a memo designed to chill the speech of brave whistleblowers who want to come forward and tell us the truth. We also know that some of those whistleblowers have had their security clearance revoked, which is always the first step in terminating someone at the FBI. And now we think there's been specific retaliation against a whistleblower who's been suspended. And this is one of the very first whistleblowers we had who's been suspended. He came to us back last fall with the school board's issue when we learned that memo uh, memorandum that came from Attorney General Garland designed to say, we're going to use the counterterrorism measures against moms and dads. And 20 some parents were investigated by the FBI for simply showing up at a school board meeting. This is scandalous. And again, I'll tell you, put on my lawyer hat, you, you know, a private employer does this and you've got somebody who comes forward and, and, uh, and points out wrongdoing in a private institution and then they are singled out, their job duties restricted, pulled back and, and set up for termination. I mean, these are, there are laws and some federal, in fact, that protect whistleblowers. And that make retaliating against whistleblowers criminal and opens up companies to criminal and civil penalties. But the FBI doesn't operate like you and I. They're bullies. They're armed with the federal powers to arrest, to barge into your home, to scare the living daylights out of your kids. And let me ask you, do you want to be that person to get singled out? I have people telling me, Sam, be, be a little bit more circumspect because, you know, some of these guys here in the local office, I mean, they will go after people. I point out the story of Michelle Fiore. I could talk about Matt Gates nationally, right? So Michelle, you know her. She's running for Secretary of uh, Treasure here in the state of Nevada. She's a city councilwoman. What happened to her? Her home gets raided by the FBI, the same agency that got egg on their face when Michelle took a stand against them, supporting the ranchers out here in uh, North Vegas. And what happened? They called in a hit on her. <laughs> That's all it was. Because it's been, what, a year and a half? They haven't charged her with anything. According to Michelle, 
she claims that they, and I've had this conversation with her. She says, well, listen, I, you know, I've asked them, my lawyers asked them for a non-prosecution letter, and they absolutely refused to give it to me and just tell me to go pound sand, basically F off. The FBI down in Florida investigated Matt Gates, right? What, was, what were the stories that we heard for, for weeks, months? Matt Gates is a pedophile. Yeah, the FBI did more to leak about Matt Gates than they ever did care to do about Mr. Epstein. Matt Gates, congressman from uh, Florida, alleged to have flown an underaged gal somewhere on some junket. And look, on their face value, the allegations were, were horrifying. If true, it's a crime. No doubt. What's the, what's the news that we heard last week? Oh, sorry, we don't have enough to go on. Now you're going to say, and critics will say, well, listen, the FBI investigates and then finds no culpability a lot of the time. Sure, I agree with that. How is it that they only seem to leak stories about prominent conservatives? The damage is done. Every story that runs about Michelle right now in this election is, and she was previously raided by the FBI. What kind of taint does that put on somebody's you know, reputation? What kind of damage does that do to someone politically? It's incalculable. Rinse and repeat Matt Gates. I'm not a huge Matt Gates fan. It's not the point. The point is that this is, this is BS. It ought to enrage you. It ought to enrage Democrats and Republicans alike. Because I guarantee you, friends, and I have to take a break here, I guarantee you that if... If, if Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis become president of the United States and used the FBI and fired everybody in the FBI and replaced them with the top you know, 10,000 Republican stooges and began doing this thing in reverse, the other side would cry. And one thing I will commit to you here and now, that if either one of them or any Republican ever does, you're going to hear me scream about it too. And those of you who've known me for a while know that I am a consistent person. As a lawyer, I've, I am, I'm balanced in these things, and I, I'm, I'm very principled. But we cannot stand for this, nor should our friends on the other side of the aisle. All right, quick break. Sam Rajovsky, I'll be back in a moment. You're listening to The What's Right Show. And welcome back. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840 KXNT. Uh, what can I tell you? I, I'm going through all of this FBI stuff. And one of the stories, of course, following is Jim Jordan, Republican Ohio, speaking of what he learned from whistleblowers. And we spoke with uh, Laura Ingram on Fox. And it's alarming. One of the allegations, of course, that he's making is, uh, that the FBI somehow is in a process right now where they are having to gin up domestic terror targets. And I'll tell you why, by the way, this is uh, after I play the clip. But here's uh, Jim Jordan discussing this and uh, 
pay close attention to what he talks about, you know, numbers wise. Well, I think it's all designed. I, I think the, the, the plan is all designed to fit this narrative that Joe Biden's laid out there, that half the country are fascists and extremists, this crazy claim that he's made. And now they have to, as I've said, juice the numbers. We've had some whistleblowers talk about that, how they're getting pressured to label all cases as domestic violent extremism cases, to juice the numbers and to cook the books because the way they're cataloging these cases to make it appear that there are domestic violence extremists all over the country. Exactly. When you get so desperate to call parents that show up at board meetings angry about their kids being masked, being out of school, not being taught, ostracized, behind developmentally, labeling those people domestic terrorists, that's where you know the agenda has come ahead of the law enforcement mission. When I say that the FBI needs to be torn down and we got to just start over from scratch with the new agency whose primary mission is to enforce the laws of the United States, that's what I mean. Now, why are they ginning up the numbers? Well, Jordan says it, right? And it is obvious there is a demand, a political demand by the left to make their statements about this country fulfilled Right? Substantiated. This is why they keep talking about January 6th as a, as a uh, insurrection. Why they've, you know, with useful idiots like Lynn Cheney, the Democrats have been making this. By the way, I've completely tuned it down and I rarely talk about it here on the program because I just don't even care anymore. And neither do you. Because it's boring, but they're still going with it. And their, their, their whole intent was, of course, to rapture us with this, and they were hoping that this was just going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. And it did for a week and a half, admittedly, but they were hoping they were going to carry this thing all the way through to the election. You know, this is, this is and, and so what does this have to do with the FBI? Well, it's simple. The FBI is just another component of it, has become that. And if you've got agents in there who are saying, well, wait a minute, I, I need to, you know, I, I need to need to stand up uh, and and say something. One of the allegations, of course, is that there is an ongoing purge of employees with conservative viewpoints, that they're being retaliated against and, uh, you know, slowly you know, weeded out. And here's my point. The viewpoint of, of, of the agent is n of no consequence to me. Can the person do the job? But if the entire agency is led by Democratic operative lawyers, and by the way, unfortunately, I will tell you this, most of the higher-up agents at the FBI are also attorneys who have, uh, a, you know, a an agenda then absolutely, this is a major problem. So I always try to end you know these things on a positive note. Uh, one, I, I, you know, I, I think this is a why. If I have to sum up one of the critical things that matter to me going into twenty four, it is finding a candidate for president who is determined and capable of effectively dealing with this mess. 
it is one of the greatest issues that we that our our era faces. We need to restore faith in federal law enforcement. We conservatives, we Americans believe in the rule of law. But we're also fairness people, are we not? We believe in all this, well, you know, the other sides that they believe in equity and equal outcome, all that nonsense. Not, not one bit when it comes to the prosecution of criminals. Uh, was it Laverenti Beria, Robbie, who said, find me the man, I'll find you, find you a crime? I mean, this is how state politicized law enforcement officers think and operate. It's, ha- it's, the, it's the modus operandi. And we as Americans, we as America can do better. So I will, yes, I know there's a lot of other issues to go out, but this was I, something I could not reduce to just one segment or a passing remark. And I wanted to uh, have this conversation. I'll continue to have this conversation as time goes on. So be well. Uh, any portion of the show that you've missed, please uh, go and find the podcast, What's Right Show. We have it both on Instagram. No, what am I talking about? Well, you can find us on Instagram, What's Right uh, Show on Instagram. Absolutely. I'm What's Right Sam on Instagram. I don't have a lot of political stuff on there, just cute pictures of my kids. And you can go to Apple Podcast or Spotify and look up What's Right Show and click the podcast to download. Wonderful. Super. Listen, have a wonderful day. Great to be with you. I'm back here, you know this, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3, and I love the moments we have together. Have a great day.